This is Alex Addix from the Practical Defense Podcast. You're listening to Karate Cafe, where you'll find unbiased opinion on traditional martial arts. It's unscripted, too, as I'm certain you're going to find out and regret greatly. Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial art conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Go to www.piranagear.com for all your martial art equipment needs. And now, here are your hosts, Dan and Paul. Hello again, everybody. It's Paul here with another episode of Karate Cafe, and I'm here as, well, most times, my co-host, Dan Williams. Dan, how's it going? Good. How are you? Just happy to be here. Happy to be part of the team. And how is the audience today? Good. I'm glad to hear that. Ah, uh, yes. Just waiting so for them to reply. Taped, taped before a live internet audience. <laughs> we should put, uh, um, you know, like applause sounds and stuff. We should. We should actually, like, maybe do some, like, sounds of, like, you know, glasses tinkling, like we're doing a little dinner theater or something. <laughs> that'd, totally. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be uh, perfect. We've got a, a topic today that was suggested by one of our listeners, uh, and which is always a treat because, you know, as awesome as we are, Sometimes we hit the bottom of the well. And uh, on the Facebook, we had a, uh, a suggestion from Will who uh, suggested this topic, and I shall read his email thusly. Can I suggest a topic? Uh, it's something that's been irritating me for a while, and since I took over the martial art club at my university, which if you go onto the forum, uh, you can read about his saga of uh, starting a martial art club at his local university. Uh, it's been popping up more and more. Vanity in the martial arts and all the crazy belts there are. I did end up enforcing a uniform, uh, but some people have been insulted by the belt and uh, that I asked them to wear and went and bought a quote-unquote special belt that was red and black. Uh, then they had their name put on it and their style put on it to separate them from the group. Some guys bought really expensive gi and have ridiculous patches and all, and it's pretty much one step from being bedazzled. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are belts that I'll. Uh, then there are the belts that I'll never wear, like a satin gold belt, which and when I was given a belt, that was my belt, and if a patch was given to me, I wore it to represent my school. To this day, oh. I have the same belts I was given. Does someone even have the right to buy a belt if they don't like the one that was given to them, or have it altered in any way? Should martial artists be judges on vanity? Hey, what kind of belt do you have? Canvas. You like? <laughs> JC Penny 398. So thank you mm. for that, Will. And it's a nice little topic to uh, kick off. Uh, Dan, your thoughts? Well, you know, I think um, it's funny because I really think it's a matter of, of kind of a personal choice because it really goes beyond belts, right? It goes into uniforms and... You know, I've seen camouflage uniforms and American flag uniforms and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and personally, I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, you know, if, you know, you, obviously you don't want to be disrespectful to your instructor or your style. Um, but if, you know, <laughs> if your instructor doesn't care um, if you want to bedazzle your belt, then bedazzle your belt. You know, I say go for it. Um, 
I don't know. I, and you know, for that matter, if somebody wants to go out and buy a belt, then go out and buy a belt. It's really, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not. It's, I have learned anyway that the belt is not as sacred a thing as it used to be to me. Anyway, I know to some people it's a big deal, but it's just it's not a, it's not a sacred artifact that should be held above and can't be touched. You know. Dan, you ignorant slut. <laughs> Just because you're in the hippie land of Wing Chun and no belts anymore doesn't mean that uh, – I just I, – I was just boiling over to say that. No, uh, I kind of spoke to this a little uh, on the forum, uh, I think, or on the Facebook uh, page that we have there because uh, yeah. I still actually want to keep everything kind of over in the forum. But I did speak to this a little bit, and it, there were a couple of different levels and or you know a couple of different levels of questions with different nuances. I think uh, the first was you know I mean he started a martial art club, so to me that's kind of like herding cats. You know uh, you, you've got because I, I actually did a martial art club when I went back to school. Um, you know six or seven years ago or whatever, and there was a martial art club that was already established, and the guy who was running it was a Ryukyu Kempo guy. And uh, and so then I started there, so I was, you know, Shonru, which is, you know, still uh, Okinawan, but, but then we had some Taekwondo people come in, we had an Aikido guy come in, and then I think, you know, the next semester or the semester after, that guy left school and I took it over. And so my whole deal was I didn't try and establish a uniform for the club, what I did was I said, you know, if you have a martial art, you can wear whatever it is that you, you know, wear in your class if you want. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, don't. Because I was actually just trying to uh, establish more of a, you know, we're all here and this is, you know, different flavors of martial arts. And if you're never studied martial art, this is where you can come and kind of dabble a little bit. So that's the direction that I went with uh, with the martial art club that I had was just, you know, kind of let everybody do that. So that kind of avoided that that issue that Will was having. Um, but, you know, the the whole thing with people wearing crazy belts and stuff like that. Like, for example, my belt, uh, my first belt, that, or the belt that I was awarded for my first degree, uh, actually is gone. <laughs> my uh, When I joined the Navy, somewhere in the two or three house moves that my mom made in between them, my gi made the, made the trip, but my belt disappeared. So, I, I don't know where that is but uh the replacement belt that i was given um i was kind of on the the strange edge of, of where our federation was where people uh, were, were just given belts pretty much no one got one from like Sharedo and okinawa so that was actually you know a, a pretty nice belt and whatnot so my belt is pretty old and it's the only belt i've had so it's kind of ready looking and stuff now which is something i like and uh it's kind of kind of rough um so but I think there's no problem with replacing your belt. I think there's no problem with um, getting another belt that you maybe like a little bit more other than one that was you know, handed to you. I mean, the one that I wear now is one that I'm actually breaking in for my one of my students that's, you know, they're getting ready to test for black belt probably in a year or so. And so uh, I've actually just kind of been wearing that belt to kind of break it in a little bit. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm training uh, him or her because I have two uh, brown belts. That, um, you know, and so while, while I'm training, here's my thought process on that. While I'm training with, uh, them to get them up to black belt level, I'm wearing the belt that they're going to wear if they want to, uh, at that time. So 
But I mean, and they're obviously, and I'm, that's the belt I'm going to give them when they uh, test for their their black belt, and if they pass, right. But uh, you know, if they don't want to wear it, that's fine. I mean, it's you know, it's just something personally I kind of wanted to do. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a, a guy. I think I mentioned it a long time ago. Uh, I, I'm, when I tested for my brown belt, there was a guy who was testing for his black belt at a school in Little Rock when I was training in Arkansas, and he was the first black belt for the school. And so when the guy, you know, they called his name, he gave him the certificate, and then the instructor took his belt off and gave it to him. And uh, it was a nice, you know, black belt. This is kind of where I got the idea from. It was a, a nice black belt. It was embroidered with some stuff. And it turns out that that was the black belt of another guy that this instructor used to train with. It wasn't really his instructor, but they trained. They were really tight. And uh, uh, this senior instructor guy had uh, passed away. He's a for, you know, for, and and so I guess this guy got the belt. You know, his wife gave him the belt or whatever because they were pretty tight. Yeah. Anyway, so then he passed that belt on to one, you know, his first black belt. And then he said that's what he was going to do. So he handed him the black belt, reached in a bag, pulled out a new one from that, you know, <laughs> that he and put it on. And he's like, okay, yeah. this is the belt I'm going to wear from now on. So yeah. I mean, I thought that was kind of a cool tradition to do. So it um, is. But but that being said, you know, so uh, my belt. That you know is you know is my belt is the one that I wear. I mean, I'll wear it now. I wear it at camp. You know, I wear it at seminars and stuff like that because it's my belt and it's a belt my instructor you know gave me. So right. uh, you know, there's uh, a certain love attached to that belt. There's a lot of meaning attached to that belt. Um, but like now, uh, everybody gets belts that are embroidered and uh, mm-hmm. they get them from Okinawa and you know and yeah. a lot of people get them when they get their black belt and stuff so they really consider that their belt so yeah. I've got a, a level of remove from that I'm like well you know it's just a, it's it, yeah it is just kind of a belt you know there's a significance attached to it but that's on my end it's not you know it was hand forged by the gods you know <laughs> I'm out Fuji well, and that's I, I think that's the thing is that I don't, I, I don't mean to imply that belts don't have value. Um, I think they do. It's just there's a the the value is is sentimental and internal. It's not yeah exactly external. Uh, I think it's it's a lot like a, a a photograph of someone that you know and love. I, I look at that photograph and it's just some random person that I don't know that picture doesn't have any value for me but it doesn't mean it's not a valuable picture so I guess what I'm I'm trying to say is that um, we shouldn't care so much about what other people do to their belts and yeah I think it's a bit (laughs) it's a little bit silly to you know bedazzle your belt that's certainly not my preference and I, I do think that you can potentially not be taken as seriously. Um, you know, if if you look at the, oh, who was, um, now I'm not going to remember the movie, um, Napoleon Dynamite, the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, anyway, he ran the... Rex Kwando. Rex Kwando. If you take a look at that, there's a, um, there's a certain image that's portrayed by that and so if uh if you choose to wear a 
camouflage belt that's you know bedazzled and your name on it and all that stuff well you have to keep in mind that you're projecting a certain image um and if that's the image you want to project then hey go for it um but when when i see somebody like that um to me it 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 gives an indication that uh you're not as serious maybe um, and, and that's not necessarily the right word, but, uh, yeah, I think it just, maybe it's, just doesn't more, seem right. Yeah. You're focused more on the trappings of it necessarily yeah. than the, yeah, maybe that's a good way to put it. You know, it, yeah. It, it, the way I kind of base myself on is like, it, well, in my sensei, he was promoted to seventh degree and, and, and our federation at seventh degree, you wear a red and white belt and, um, He's got five or six, for some reason, he's got like five or six different black belts. I mean, like physical black belts. He, I don't know why, he like he, he was given one by his sensei, and then I think he bought one, and then, you know, like, I think someone else gifted him one, just, you know. So he's got like four or five different black belts. So uh, when he was promoted to uh, seventh degree, mm-hmm. uh, he... Yeah, they had to get a new belt, and you had to order it from Okinawa, and it's embroidered, and you know, I think it's like a hundred or two hundred bucks or some god awful amount. But anyway, Yikes. he was like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> he he was like, okay, you know. So uh, he continued to just wear his black belt, and he wore that I think for a year until the next, no, maybe not even a year. But it was until the next big camp, and I guess essentially, probably the word came down from our directors. Was you know you need to wear your red and white belt, you know. So so he was like, all right. So he ordered and it like came in like I I I, can't, I was really interested to see what was going to happen. So uh, we got to the camp and I walk in and he's wearing his red and white belt and I'm like, uh huh, yeah, you know, whatever. And he goes he goes yeah, it came in like two days ago. <laughs> and uh, it was him and actually a couple other guys and, and uh, that got promoted. The same thing. They just didn't. They still wore their bra- their black belt and yeah. From from what they explained to me is like in their regular class in their dojo whatever they were just going to wear their belt, their regular belt, um, and just wear their red and white at you know functions. So well, and, yeah, because that's the other side of it too is that I can see as a as an organization you want people of the same rank to wear the same belt. Um, now I don't know if it's right to say you have to buy this belt from this place at this price you should be able to go get a black belt embroidered and as long as it's consistent with you know the that particular organization that shouldn't be a problem uh but i do understand this you know it says hey if 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 your rank says that you need to wear this what was it red and white or black and red belt then you should have that belt Really. Yeah, you know, what I think Will's issue was that uh, I guess that as part of the club, they had kind of agreed on a certain uniform and I, I guess a certain belt structure. Uh, and so his issue was that, you know, these people went out and said, well, I'm going to wear this belt. And and so, yeah, so to me, that's like counter to the whole thing because like as part of our federation, yeah, we have a, a certain set of rules. And so I do not think it's right for, like, I mean, I'm not going to go out and get like a in this case, a black and red belt. Like, oh, I'm a Yandan now. So, and you know, in my dojo, I think a, a red and now, within my dojo, 
you know, I feel I can do anything I want. You know, we usually just wear like white gi and every now and again we'll get crazy and wear a black gi. But like, you know, there's, you know, red gis and blue gi and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, within my dojo, I feel like I, I could do anything I want. I could wear a, a, a gold and purple sash with tassels if I wanted to. See, and I disagree with that. I mean, I think, yes, ultimately you can do whatever you want. But I think that it's, I think there's an importance to if, if you are part of a federation and you are, um, you are advertising yourself, I know it's not the right word, but if you are marketing yourself as part of this federation and um, teaching a very specific style uh, and, you know, it's all under this umbrella, then in my opinion, if uh, it, it, it shouldn't be a, a confusing thing for a student to move from one school to the next, uh, because really all of that stuff, it feels to me like it would be important to be consistent with all of it. Right, yeah, I mean, and that's that's kind of where I was I was going to go, was, um, yeah, it's it's kind of disingenuous. If you're teaching, like maybe if you're teaching at, at a school where you're teaching, you know, a couple of different styles, you know, maybe. Well, you, yeah, you that's know, different. Then, yep. then wear whatever's appropriate. But, you know, within my dojo, I, I can, I feel, uh, wear a red gi, you know. But I'm not really going to because I never have and I wouldn't really want to do that. I don't want my students to, you know, say like, okay, well, he's teaching us uh, Kenshin Khan and they wear white gi, but he's wearing a red gi and he's kind of teaching me some, uh, you know, Wing Chun principles. So, you know, screw that. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Right. You know, I, I want to keep kind of the consistency because that's kind of the whole reason behind having a federation and a curriculum and all that other stuff. And, and a style for that matter. And, you know? and a style. Uh, but, you know, what I don't want to do is... Uh, I mean, I don't want to get caught up in it, you know, as, as because, yeah, just like Rex Quando, you know, I do have a problem, and I do think it's kind of disingenuous for people to, you know, have a school, you know, be a martial art instructor or whatever, and then even if they break, branch off on their own is to go like, well, you know, I think I'm a grandmaster, and I'm going to wear a gold belt with like, a, you know, a gold trim gi, and, right. you know, and then uh, – and, and, whatever you know and get my name emblazoned all over you know the back of my gi and you know just all that stuff to me that just smacks of like you know vanity and you know someone who's really concerned about you know i saw a picture of a guy uh here locally who you know formulated his own system and uh he had somebody else promote him to whatever rank he was going to claim in this system which was kind of weird uh and gave, yeah. and gave him like a whole different kind of belt, and it was like a a really wide like red belt with gold trim and you know like neon LEDs or something. I don't know, uh, Wi-Fi, and it's it was I was like, okay, now that well, would be cool. Granted, that would be cool. There'd be some serious with a scrolling LED <laughs> belt. Oh, oh, awesome! Yeah, exactly. With what kata you're currently uh, doing, you know. Uh, but uh, to me, I was like, well, that's somebody who is kind of caught in the trappings of it. You know, because they're yeah. they're really concerned about that. You know, a people know that they've done a system, that they are a rank in this system, and that someone promoted him, quote unquote, into this system. But then to, you know, be wearing like a regular black belt one day, and then the next week you're master so and so with this gaudy, <laughs> in my opinion, belt. 
which you know, I, I assume that there's maybe vanity, half vanity, half marketing. You know, wow, yeah. look at that belt. Yep. He must be good, you know. He must be awesome. You know, which kind of goes back to the whole, like, you know, all your knowledge is in your belt. No, it's not. I mean, like me, I like a, my belt. Right. It's, it's kind of tattered looking. It's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's worn. And so mm-hmm. I, I don't think that all my knowledge is in that belt. But by the same token, you know, it gives me, it makes me feel, and, you know, maybe there's the vanity in, it makes me feel like, okay, you know, this this is the belt of someone who's been training a while. And I think right. that's kind of what it indicates. We went to a seminar one time, and my sensei let me wear one of his belts. And it was one of his pretty old ones, too, so it was pretty tattered. And people thought I was like, you know, some like sixth or seventh degree, like super whamadine, you know. People were like bowing to me, and I was like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, oh, because I'm wearing this tattered honking belt. Tattered old belt. Because my belt still was you know, relatively pristine. and uh, And I was just like, Oh, so everyone's looking at that and going, okay, this is somebody who, you know, regardless of where they're training, you know, where they're standing in the line, you can tell that, well, that's somebody who's been training a while or training hard. Yeah. Uh, You know, the Sharedo belts that we use in in our federation, which are great belts, uh, they have a tendency to, like, I mean, when you train for a while, they, like, get kind of white on the side from like where your fist is when you chamber and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a marker of like how well you can tell how long somebody's been training because, you know, it kind of wears it down right there and the rest of the belt will be like, because it's a pretty sturdy belt. So, so to <laughs> me, you know, that's, you know, I think probably a little bit of vanity, but then also because one of the guys who was doing it, he was a sixth degree or fifth degree, I think, and he was going to go to Okinawa. And uh, one of our directors said like, you know, you may want to buy a new belt. When you get there, because that belt's a little, t- you know, like you're going to Okinawa, tattered. you know. They, although you know, Hanshi's belt is is pretty rough looking, you know. So, uh, but anyway, it, I think that that, and I, I wouldn't want to take away from that as an instructor. You know, I don't want. You know, I've been to schools where like the instructors wearing like a brand new pressed gi and like a, you know, a, a brand new, you know, shiny belt that's sort of like sticking straight out because it hasn't broken over yet, and you know. Uh, they're really concerned about that part of the look. And I think it's, you know, part business, part marketing, whatever. But like, you know, I have a gi, you know, that I've had for, you know, almost 15 years or whatever, and I still wear it. And it's, you know, tattered up a little bit and kind of rough looking. But, I mean, it's still presentable. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not, I'm not showing anything I shouldn't be showing or anything. But, I mean, I still wear it because when, you know, if I walk in someplace somewhere and I'm training with somebody who's in our federation, Maybe who doesn't know me? I want to be able to see like, wow, this guy like he actually trains. So right, and, and so that way well, you have kind of an idea, you know, among peers. Okay, that's somebody who who may train enough that may have some interesting ideas. Right. Well, and and I think like I said earlier, I I think what it is is that it's just like the way you dress, just like the car you drive, just like the music you listen to, um, you know. The, your belt and your are in your uniform. They do. They are a a reflection of who you are and what kind of martial artist you are. And if you know, um, I, I I think that the, the you know there's the the tattered belt look, um, which I've heard of people like tying it to the back of their cars and driving around for a couple of hours to 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 get falsely get that look. I could have just done that. Oh, yes, you totally could have just done that. Um, and I, I think the the thing that 
that kind of speaks to is that, you know, as you're walking through a seminar or, or a camp or whatever the case might be, and you see some guy walk by and his belt is all tattered up, uh, and the next guy you see, the, his belt is all bedazzled. And what does that tell you about the, the martial skill of those two guys? Nothing. Yeah, nothing really. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> and so I, I think that, um, you know, that what it, what it tells you about those guys is that they have a certain way they like to be perceived. And that's, that's fine. Um, but as far as how good a martial artist they are, you just, you have, you have no idea based on what they're wearing. Um, so, well, I think that, uh, to me, I have, I have a, a, a couple of items. I've got a, a sash and, uh, one of my old belts and, uh, my black belt that I got that are meaningful to me, but I don't really expect those things to be meaningful to anybody else. Uh, and in fact, um, I, the, the belt that I got from my instructor, um, I put away and I went out and got a black belt. Um, and I just bought it at the store <laughs> and that's the one that I wear. And the one that my instructor given, had given me is in a drawer somewhere. Um, because I kind of wanted to keep that one in good condition. And if this other one got ruined, I didn't really care. And yeah, and, so that's that, a, and that's a good that might to be do weird it. to people, but you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, and also it probably, you know, if if people are getting black belts that are, I mean, the 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 quality of the belt isn't that great. That's mm-hmm. also probably a really good way to go. I mean, you can kind of tell when you pick up a a belt, like a yeah. good a, a good decent black belt. You can go like, wow, this is, you know, well constructed and it's going to last a long time. So like the ones we mm-hmm. get from Okinawa are, are pretty pretty burly and last a long time. Yeah. And you know, this one I've had is pretty chintzy. But it has lasted a pretty long time, so uh, you know it's. You never yep. really know, but but you know there's going to be. I, I'm kind of eyeing on actually getting a, a Sharedo belt and you know getting my embroidery on it and blah blah blah, blah and and starting to wear that. And then what I'm going to take this belt is going to be, uh, you know, I'm just going to yeah, I'm going to put it away and say you know this is this is what I'm, I mean. I'll probably wear it like you know again just fully at camps and demonstrations and stuff like that. Sure. But the my day to day belt will be you know my new one that, that goes on because because yeah I don't want anything to happen to that belt that means a lot to me. Right. You know. Uh, yep. And and there's been a lot of training down the road. It's been a lot of places that, that means a lot and I really don't want you know someone to spoil spill soda or something on it. Right. Uh, right. So so yeah I I think that there's absolutely no nothing wrong with going to buy a new belt. You know, and and you know, as long as you're again staying within the guidelines of whatever your federation or, or system is doing, that's not an issue. Another topic that that Will brought up was you know putting patches on gi. You know, that yeah. drives me nuts. <laughs> I mean, I uh, you know I have we have our federation logo on ours, and you know we have like when you start studying weapons, there's a, a weapons patch that's essentially a federation patch. Mm-hmm. And now there's been a, a kind of a, a recent thing where people have been individual dojos have been making the kind of their own dojo patch and stuff. And uh, I'm not creative enough to make up one up, so I don't have one. But I mean, other people do, and some people have like you know one on one arm. They have the the weapons one on one, 
and their dojo patch on the other. And but that's a relatively recent thing. Like you know the the, the Kabuto patch has been there for a while, but that's about it. Uh, and we went through a, a time where everyone wrote like the the, the system. You know, all like and Shonru, blah blah blah, uh, on the back of their gi, and I didn't really like that, so I never got that done. Yeah. Um, but you know, putting all those patches and stuff on there, I think is it, it, it is what it is. It's really for kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, to get their, you know, okay, ooh, look, you, you know, you've you're using this weapon now. Now you get the, you know, nunchaku patch. Now you get the bow patch. Now you get whatever. And then you know, for people who, you know, I guess maybe for really large, large federations that. You know, have gathered. You know, I, I don't know why you would have to delineate people as like being an instructor or an assistant instructor. Or you know, I, I just I think that's a, a almost exclusively an American thing. And uh, like someone on the uh, on the Facebook said, like, yeah, you know, I said I've seen gi with so many patches on it, it was like they couldn't even bend their leg of their gi because they had you know patches running up and down the side. On their pants? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I've seen a lot of Kempo schools do that. They'll put, you know, all these patches and stuff on the side, uh, on the side <laughs> of their, uh, their. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's, it's like. Well, you know, like I say, whatever, whatever floats your boat. It's just, it does. You're right. It seems a little bit silly after a while that, um, you know. Plus, I, the other thing that it makes always makes me a little bit suspicious is, um, where are those students buying those patches? You know, are they are they buying them through the school? Is this just another way for the school to make a little bit of money? Um, so that that makes me a little bit nervous, and I don't know. It's just you're right. It is silly, I, and unless they're unless they have meaning, I know that you know I haven't been in a school. Well, the last the the Okinawan Karate place that I was going to, they had. Uh, I think one on the shoulder and one on the the chest, and that was it. Um, but otherwise, I don't. I can't remember the last time I went to a school that had a patch yeah, at all. I, and I've got a, a couple of gi that um, I actually don't. I have nothing on. They're kind of like my travel gi. I have one black one and uh, one white top that just have nothing on it in case I go to somebody's school. And when I was traveling a lot and when I was in the navy, I I kept one that didn't have any markings on it. So if I went to a school and train, I wasn't like, you know, rocking my colors and taking anyone off. Um, right. You know, and, and I mean, if they didn't have a problem with it, I'd wear my, my regular gi. But yeah. it, it's, you know, it's kind of one of those, you know, I'm, I'm repre- you're representing your style and stuff like that. And so as a representation, if, you know, probably the only person that people that will really, you know, quote unquote, get upset about it are the martial artists who are like, you know, dude, look at you. I mean, come on. But I, I, I to the layman or laywoman, layperson, the um, no one's going to care. I mean, it's really it's yeah, it's a kind of a marketing thing. Look, you know, you can get all these cool patches for you know, learning how to build a fire or whatever you know, right. whatever they're, <laughs> whatever it is that they're, they're they're doing. You know, like Boy Scout badges. Yeah, maybe you should just do a sash. You know, there you and, go. And See, perfect. And then then you can combine it. You can be have a <laughs> have a black sash with all your your badges on it, and that's your rank and all your cool uh, stuff. And you can just cast it off and put it on the side and then actually work out. Uh, yeah, I just, I think a lot of it is, is vanity. I think a lot of it is, uh, has something to do with marketing, especially. Uh, but mostly, yeah, it's, it's, it's vanity and it's also, uh, a certain amount 
you know, talking about the guy who like went out and bought his own belt, even though the the, the club is wearing a different metaphor yeah. or a different uh, metaphor, <laughs> a different uh, belt system or whatever. I think mm-hmm. that's just you know someone who doesn't play well with others. Yeah. Uh, you know, and needs well, to. Well, I'm doing it specifically to be different. I mean, right. Exactly. You know, like, I'm. Yeah. I'm. That's a call to attention. Yeah, and it's kind of counter to being in a club. I mean, you're, you're, right. you're kind of in a, in a joint. So, I and mean, it's disrespectful. Right. So, but on the flip side, I would also tell Will, you know, just which I mean, I guess I assume he's listening right now. Well, just let it slide. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's again, you know, the old argument is like the trappings of the martial arts. You know, it, it's identifying perhaps a social issue, which is you know we like one of the things we like to talk about on this on the show is the culture. You know, within uh, martial arts and within a dojo, so it's affecting the culture that you're trying to attain. But then it's also kind of, you know, undermining it. And again, this is me talking from my, the way I did a club was, you know, I didn't try and you know make an institutional culture kind of thing. I just kind of tried to keep it open. And that's what I'd recommend maybe for you just to kind of avoid all that because if you're focusing on that, you're not paying attention to the training. You know, yeah. if if that's the goal, then you're then you're losing the sight of it, which is just what all the eclectic styles and and whatnot yeah. talk about about you know getting wrapped up in the trappings is you know kind of let it go. Just tell the guy like, you know, if if you're gonna come to the club and this is what we're wearing for the club, you really kind of need to do this. Yeah. And, and if they and, don't and want, I think that would be. Yeah, and, and then if they if they don't want to do it, then I mean I don't know. Boot them out, or you know, it all depends on how strident you want to be. It's right. It, it's kind of you know what what the goal if the goal of the club is is the martial arts, and eh, don't worry about the rest of the stuff. I think, but yeah, I do think there's a a, a nuanced argument as as always. But yeah, it's pretty much just kind of comes down to vanity. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that's I think that's kind of we can I think we can park this horse. I, I think we can too. Yeah. Uh, Another great episode. We haven't actually talked about uh, martial art culture in a while. We've kind of been talking more about uh, technique and whatnot, so it's really kind of good That's to get true. back in a, sort of a vacuous <laughs> yep. uh, discussion on stuff that happens inside the dojo, which we always love. Well, I want to thank Will for um, putting that out. For uh, Yes, thank you, Will. Yeah. Again, you guys have any topic suggestions, interview suggestions, whatever, go ahead and email us at karatecafe at gmail or do us on the Twitter at karatecafe or on the Facebook at our Facebook page, which I guess is just facebook.com slash Cafe. I'm not real sure, but... Uh, and you can always suggest it on the forums at karatecafe at gmail.com. All right, correction. Awesome. Karatecafe, that's, that, that, that's not the forums, dude. Even better. Well, you know, <laughs> they can get the hint. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we can do that. Uh, Dan, any new news for uh, Dojo Manager? Nope. Still same old, same old. It's all donation-based right now, so... Uh, if anybody wants to try it out, uh, it's 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 free, and if you find that it works for you, then you know, throw me a little money. There you go, and you know, it would be a really good Christmas gift to uh, give somebody uh, a, a membership to the dojo manager, maybe. And you know, would also be a great Christmas gift. Going What's to our, that? Going to our site, creditcafe.com/amazon, and buying some stuff for Christmas. There you go. Or our swag site at karatecafe.com slash swag. You can buy uh, cool Karate Cafe t-shirts and stuff and give them to you and yourn and also help totally. us out. Do we have, like, coffee cups? We do. Have we do have cups. coffee cups. Uh, we have coffee so cups see? and uh, mouse pads and 
See a Karate Cafe cup. How awesome would that be? Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I originally started out with, and then you know I did a couple of T-shirts and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but anyway, you can do that and help out the show. Also, go to our sponsor at PiranhaGear.com. Let them know Karate Cafe sent you. Uh, and other than that, I think we are done for this week. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Dan, and we will talk to you all again very soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. Remember, you can help support this podcast by going to our sponsor, Piranha Gear. Go to PiranhaGear.com and let them know Karate Cafe sent you. You can also support the show by donations. Go to KarateCafe.com, click on the support button, donate as much as you like or as little as a dollar a show. That's all we ask. And as always, you can continue the conversation on the forums at KarateCafe.com. We'll talk to you again very soon.